The following sermon was delivered on Sunday, March 20th, 2022, at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation in Andover by the Reverend Renee Manning. The title of the sermon is Conflict, Confrontation, Conversation, and Forgiveness. Here begins the sermon. Conflict, Confrontation, Conversation, and Forgiveness. These four words are in my face these days. And if I must confess, the fourth word, forgiveness, is the one I wrestle with. Last time I was here, we were engrossed in a pandemic, and to a lesser degree, we still are. There appears to be a light at the end of the tunnel, and we're desperately hoping that that light is not the light from another oncoming pandemic train. The pandemic has knocked the stuffing out of us. It tested us. It has tested our patience and our resolve. We have been shaken to the core. The world we know, the world as we know it, seems to have been tossed into chaos. We have not healed from the pandemic, and we find ourselves wrestling with our feelings with the tragedy that is the war in Ukraine. Other than helping financially, my wife and I find ourselves feeling helpless as we watch innocent people being hurt and dying as democracy and freedom is being challenged. Before the emotional pain brought on by the invasion of Ukraine, I wanna share with you as a spokesperson for the rights of the LBGTQ plus community, I've been blown away at the light speed of which anti-gay and transgender laws are being introduced and ratified in unheard of numbers. I find myself confused, sad, and angry. And I look to answers for these emotions. Sunday morning for me is a time of respite, a time to gather with friends, friends I share a faith with, a time in most cases for me to hear scripture and to get a shot in the arm from my higher power. What happens in that hour or two at South Church for me is very special. I use it to recharge my life batteries and to make it through the week. But these days, I would say I am very hard pressed to make the charge in those batteries last until next Sunday. Last time I was here, I talked about peace during change, finding peace during change. I talked about the support we find in each other. That has not changed. I retired last October. I thought I would experience tranquility, rest, build my models, and in a sense, find Shangri-La. Up to now, that has not been the case. <laughs> These times have not allowed me to sit on the couch and eat bonbons. Don't even know what a bonbon is, but. <laughs> Today's sermon is titled, Conflict, Confrontation, Conversation, and Forgiveness. I'm finding a path to some solace in the words in this title. And I'd like to break down the elements of this title and explain how I engage each one. But let me give a disclaimer like on television. The views and opinions expressed at this pulpit are mine and mine alone. <laughs> First, Conflict, oh boy, do I find myself in conflict these days. 
I can't watch the news and not watch my blood pressure rise to an unhealthy level. If I were a balloon, you might be squinting right now and putting your fingers in your ears, expecting to watch the inevitable pop. There's an ongoing and increasing conflict of unfair practices against marginalized communities. And now we are drawn into the conflict in Ukraine and how the world is responding. What are some of the conflicts that keep me up at night? And let me share a brief list. Last year, 117 anti-transgender bills were filed in 31 of the 50 states. 60% of these bills seek to prevent transgender from using a bathroom, a locker room, and competing in sports. 30% involve taking away all medical care. An alarming piece of legislation in Texas now allows for a parent of a transgender child to be brought up on child abuse charges. In Florida this week, the governor is signing the Don't Say Gay Bill. In seven of those 31 states, it's now illegal to offer any type of medical or mental health for transgender youth. It's felt that the adoption of these 117 bills signing in the law might be inevitable. 117 anti-transgender rights bills in less than a year. Let me compare that to anti-gun legislation. <laughs> In the past four years, an average of 464 people have died in mass shootings with an average of 1,788 injured. Only six bills have been issued. These only address bump stocks and private weapon sales. There is no actual assault style gun ban proposal. Other bills have been proposed and shot down. Pardon the intentional pun. Another unsettling situation, countries offering space for the Ukraine refugees are now also offering an LBGTQ plus safe zone, sections where you can go to these countries and not see or run into a gay person. Some of these neighboring countries have laws against being gay, like Hungary. This leaves many gay couples not declaring their marital status upon entering these countries. For the moment, they are not only losing their homeland, their homes, they're losing their marital status with the potential to face criminal charges. How very sad and very scary. Another concern of mine is critical race theory. It's called CRT. CRT is being banished in many states including New Hampshire. Can you also believe that the Equal Rights Act has yet to be passed? These are my conflicts. Confrontation. I have to figure out what conflicts that I'm facing are worth confronting. I have to ask myself, can I make a difference? Can I afford to sit idle? We pick and choose our battles, our causes, and our opinions have value. Confrontation is uncomfortable and not easy, yet I'm finding it unavoidable. Indifference is not a word I want applied to me. We have heard the quote, the only thing necessary for triumph of evil is for good men, and I'll add women, to do nothing. 
We may not have the time, resources, or money to address every issue. So pick the ones that press your heart and summon the courage to take what action, where and when and how you can. To have a conversation. To have a conversation, I as I've found, is to be one of the best ways to let the air out of that balloon that's on the verge of popping. Keeping everything bottled up, as we know, is not healthy. I'll interject here. I can't believe he wrote the, the story he read. It just seemed perfect conversation and what it can do. Thank you, Dave. But there's always a fear of broaching a subject with somebody of opposing views. A courageous action can be as simple as engaging in conversation. It comes with risk of being vulnerable. And in some cases, it might cost a relationship. I believe what works in my transgender talks and in my sermons is that I promise and offer you raw honesty. I'm giving you me in all my glory and with all my imperfections. I have the privilege to tell you that I don't have all the answers and I can't speak for another individual, but I can share what I believe works and I can share my concerns. In doing so, I've been met with shared joy and respect. I've also lost a lot of close relationships, been accused of perverting scripture and of insulting God's design on humanity. And I have had my life threatened, but you take the victories and you move on from the losses. Forgiveness. Well, that can be enough tough not to crack, especially when you feel upset, under attack, violated, betrayed, or just scared. I ask, what should I forgive? Who should I forgive? And how shall I offer forgiveness? What can be gained by my offering forgiveness? Thankfully, my pastor, Reverend Dana Allen Walsh, addressed this in a recent sermon that gave me insight I had not considered. From her studies, she stated, offering forgiveness is not to be chained to our pain. Confronting the pain, naming the hurt, it is to no longer be a prisoner of our past, have hope of restored relationship, and it sets us free to live more whole and loving lives. Transformation is possible. Having an opposing view does not make you my enemy. We do not want our life story to be a summary of the ways we have been hurt or the ways we have hurt. We have not been created to live in suffering and isolation, but rather in love and belonging. But when there is a break in this connection, there needs to be a method of repair. Forgiveness can be that major outlet and that method. Thank you, Dana. When preparing for this sermon, I, you might tell I was fit for bear. As a champion for the rights of the LBGT community, I'm overwhelmed and in shock, as I have stated, as to the current attitude of fear and gender, fear of gender, gender expression, gender identity 
equality. I am the one you fear. I think of the power of Martin Luther King Jr. had. I listened to his sermon and speeches. I try to differentiate from using the pulpit for political issues and policies that should rightfully be addressed. I quiver to think that standing here, do I cross that line? I think there is a time and a place. And my creator has told me, called me and said, this is the time, this is the place. I find no greater place than this UU Church of Andover to share my thoughts and concerns. I find you and being here a very safe place. I, state, I can state my conflicts, I can confront my battles, and I can have conversation. I am no MLK Jr., not even close, don't profess to be, but like him, I do have a message to share. People of this wonderful congregation, I have joy. I celebrate my community and how far we've come. Your allyship and your attitude has made that possible. Recently, I have found myself experiencing great pain. Current political push is heading to my elimination and of many LBGTQ rights, especially transgender rights in so many states across this country. We might think that we here in the North are immune, but like I said, our sister state, New Hampshire, is a leader in reducing protections. Our black brothers and sisters are, sitting, sisters are getting pushback on trying to bring to the forefront redacted history of our nation. Having tough conversations take these issues out of the proverbial closet. My closet days are over forever. In our conversations, I may find that you have solutions. In our conversations, I might find that we agree to disagree. I might ask you for forgiveness. I may learn how and when I can offer forgiveness to leaders that may be pushing for my eradication. This is a heavy sermon, but we're living in intense times. I believe my creator made a wonderful, beautiful world. I know that. I've seen the proof and pictures of this planet from places throughout the solar system. And these images never leave my mind. That being said, we need to protect it as well as the inhabitants, us. It's all we have. Each other is all we have also. So to sum up, one, let us not be afraid to state the conflict. Two, let us be willing to confront it. Three, let us be willing to have conversation. And four, most important, let us find a way to be willing to offer and accept forgiveness where and when we find the need to do so. My prayer is that these four steps, we might make a difference, make some positive change and make connections where there was opposition. In doing so, may we find peace in chaos, peace with each other, and hopefully peace within ourselves. Amen.